That's fine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna kick some butt tonight. Gonna kick some politics butt tonight. If you're a senator or a congressman or a mayor or a governor, you better hold tight to your political rear because I'm gonna kick it tonight. Oh, wow. Uh, apologies. Um, apologies, politicians. Uh, those politics, um, excuse me, those politics were a little bit more extreme than I was expecting them to be. Um, and of course, Apologies to the uh, senators and congressmen and uh, mayors and governors um, out there. Many of, uh, if not most of whom, are listening to this podcast right now. Um, I will only kick your butts with your clear consent. Or if I think you deserve it. No, I'm, I will only do it if you uh, ask me to. And um, that wouldn't be weird because mm, the sexual freedom of our politicians is also important. Uh, it's at least an important issue that's been in the papers, I think. Um, or I suppose I will kick the, the butts of mayors and governors and senators if uh, President Trump tells me to, because he is our commander-in-chief, whether or not you like it, and uh, whether you like it or not. So if he tells me to kick the butt of, say, uh, Mayor Rahm Emanuel of Chicago or uh, Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois, coincidentally from the same state, uh, I might do it. And I think I probably have a constitutional right to kick their butt if the president tells me to. I'll have to check on that. Uh, now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Politics has been the official White House podcast response to the Twitter account Rogue POTUS staff um, for about, oh, it feels like a year now, but since mm, Mr. President Trump has only been president for... Well, it's May, uh, and he was sworn in in January, so that's like seven months. Um, so we've only been the official White House podcast. Response to the Rogue Twitter. Response to the Rogue Twitter. Response to the Rogue Twitter staff Twitter account for seven months now, uh, which means, of course, that roughly every week we have uh, effectively rebutted. The vicious, lieful, um, life-filled life tweets of the rogue POTUS staff, be that a uh, uh, particularly 
treasonous individual or treasonous individuals in some kind of online conspiracy. Uh, but we've been rebutting their tweets, which is a fun... That's a fun callback to earlier when I was joking about kicking the butts of politicians, which I, again, will not do unless they uh, ask me to because of their uh, sexual preferences or if the president makes me do it um, because of his sexual preferences. Although, as we learned on a previous episode of Twitter, uh, President Trump is actually some kind of strange impish creature who I do not believe has uh, genitalia, although perhaps that does not prevent him from having uh, fulfilling sex life and uh, weird fetishes. So, yeah. That was a callback, which is, when I said rebutted, that was a callback, which is a, a concept from the comedy world um, that you may not be familiar with because this is not a comedy podcast, and so I don't know why I mentioned it. But I don't really care because I'm in a good mood. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm feeling uh, spirited. Um, I'm feeling uh, full of vigor and vim. Although I'm not entirely sure what vim is, I am nonetheless confident that I am full of it. Um, I've got a spring on my step and a gleam in my eye. Um, A gleam that is mostly uh, full of positive vibes, but there's a little bit of mischievousness in the gleam. It's a kind of positive but slightly mischievous gleam that one uh, might see in perhaps the eye of a young Ferris Bueller or, um, say, Dan Quayle, circa 1989, who had underrated charm, Dan Quayle. Uh, People like to focus on the fact that he said stupid things, but it turns out that politics is sometimes more about what you don't say and what you look like than what you do say even if it's stupid. So anyway, I'm feeling great. I actually finally got to meet with the man himself uh, at the White House recently. Uh, That's right, I'm talking about special advisor or to the president, Stephen Bannon. Some of you might know him as Steve, but I consider that to be somewhat disrespectful. So I'll be referring to him as Steven for the remainder of the podcast. And I thank you to do the same in your conversations. Uh, But yes, so as I mentioned in the uh, prior episode of Politics, which was recorded without my knowledge, um, I was invited to meet with Steven Bannon at the White House. uh, And I was going to go... Uh, on a fun trip with interim assistant producer Jazz, and that's what Jazz said we were going to do, and I was excited about it because I'd never been on a road trip before. Um, And, you know, I feel like it's a very American concept, the road trip, something that all of us should really experience at some point in our lives. Um, And, you know, I was looking forward to the possibility of perhaps a series of misadventures. Um... You know, meeting some kooky characters in rural places. Not that there aren't also kooky characters in urban places, but it's a special kind of 
weirdo that you find in the less populated parts of the country. But unfortunately, Jazz kind of flaked on me, so I ended up taking a series of buses um, to Washington, D.C. It took 17 buses, uh, and then I would walk until I found another bus. Turns out you can actually just take one bus to get between two big cities, but I didn't know that, and so I just kind of uh, wung it. What's the past tense of wing? To wing it. I wung it. Uh, and I got there after about seven days, which is not bad, I think, uh, considering it used to take weeks and weeks to cross the country in uh, Canastoga wagons or whatever the hell they were called. Sorry for sorry for swearing. I feel like with my newfound confidence, uh, I've gotten a bit of a potty mouth. Uh, and so I, I, um, I hope that doesn't make this podcast... It, it's uh, a dirty one. I don't want it to get reclassified into the dirty podcast bin. Um, so yeah, I, I apologize for saying H-E double hockey sticks back there, but it was, I assure you, out of enthusiasm and not out of any sort of uh, malicious intent. But yeah, uh, eventually got to the White House. Um, and you know, I... Steven, uh, in his email to me, uh, inviting me to meet him at the White House, uh, which I'm pretty sure was real, because why would anyone try to deceive me? Uh, that would be illegal. It's, I'm pretty sure illegal to uh, deceive a podcast host in most states. But I got to the White House after seven days of buses and walking and uh, understandably was kind of exhausted and filthy uh, as I had not really slept or bathed in uh, that time. Since most buses, FYI, for those of you who have never taken a series of public transport buses across the country, they don't have showers and toilets are difficult to bathe in, although it's not impossible. Um, and to be frank, I don't really sleep or bathe much in general, as I consider both of those activities to be arguably a waste of time. If you're bathing, you could be recording. That's, the, that's a common phrase in the podcast world. Um, but so when I got to the White House, I didn't really know what to do. Uh, but I, I, I thought to take the direct approach, and so I walked up to the security uh, area, which is kind of a little booth that's in front of a gate that says White House. For those of you who've never been to the White House before, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, not a lot of bells and whistles. There's just a guy in a booth, and he's got the keys to the gate, and if you have a meeting, you just tell him, and he lets you in. Uh, but so I went up to him, and I, uh, I said, hello, because I'm polite. And I said, uh, excuse me, I need to get in to see Steve. And he didn't really answer. He kind of acted like he didn't hear me, which was rude. But I thought it might be kind of a Buckingham Palace deal where they pretend that they don't hear you when you talk to them in order to show how tough they are. Uh, it's like a, they, you know they won't be distracted if there's an invasion of the White House because 
they can ignore tourists and stuff. But so I walked up to Gerald. I found out later that his name was Gerald, uh, incidentally. And this is a tip for those of you who are novices to politics. Um, I like to get to know all the, the little people who work around powerful men, such as myself, um, because you never know when you might need a favor or uh, a photo opportunity, sometimes shortened to photo op. Um, or you might need a, say, a Thomas Friedman-style anecdote uh, about how a guy who works at the front desk's cell phone case means that capitalism works great. So anyway, uh, another, another tip. It, if, you, if you don't get someone's attention the first time and they're uh, like a security guard or, say, a waiter... Um, or somebody who works at Whole Foods, take a look at their uh, name tag and then feel free to use that name as if you're intimately familiar with them. Because in my experience, people like this. Uh, they like to, they like an unearned sense of familiarity. It gives them, uh, it makes them comfortable and it makes them more willing to do what you tell them to. So when Gerald didn't respond, I looked down at his name tag, which, yeah, you guessed it, that's how I figured out what his name is, and then I hollered at him, Gerald, I gotta see Steve! It was like that. I just said it, it was a little bit mush mouth, but it was, um, I made sure to holler so that he would hear me. I, it was, it was, let me do it one more time for you. Gerald, I gotta see Steve! And I, I will note that I, I used the informal name Steve instead of Steve in because I wanted Gerald to think that I was a good friend and important uh, political associate of Stephen Bannon, even though I had actually only corresponded with him by email. Um, and I should note also that the emails were from Steve Bannon at whitehouse.com, which I figure was just because they ran out of emails at whitehouse.gov. Um, that's the kind of thing that happens in government, right? Red tape and whatnot. Yes. Now, I will say this. Gerald kind of looked at me at this point as if I was crazy, which is rude and wrong um, and is, in my opinion, unprofessional. Uh, but as I said, I had not, technically speaking, slept or bathed in well over seven days, um, because that includes the seven days it took for me to get from Chicago to Washington, D.C., and then the 11 days before that, in which I had also neither slept nor bathed. Um, so really, it's wrong of me to blame the trip, since even if I had bathed at some point during the bus ride, I still would have been pretty gross looking but my my concern was that he didn't understand me because I hollered too quickly uh, a lot of people don't know that just because he yells something doesn't mean it's easy to hear um, the volume helps of course but sometimes when you when you holler um, what you make up for in volume you lose in uh Enunciation. 
So I decided to uh, uh, sort of slow down my speech and gesticulate a bit more, um, which I thought might help Gerald understand what I was trying to tell him. Um, and so what I did then is I pointed at myself very uh, aggressively, multiple times, as if to say, this is the guy who's talking right now. Look at me. And then I pointed at the White House, which was over the wall that I wanted to go through, because um, that's where I, I wanted to go go to. And then I uh, did that a few times. And then I, I looked at Gerald and I said, Gerald, I got to see Steve. Um, and then I also stopped my feet on the ground very noisily and puffed up my cheeks real big. Uh, and steam came out of my ears. And that, would, that showed him just how serious I was about needing to see Stephen Bannon. And luckily, I got very lucky because that happened to be uh, some kind of secret Republican code. And uh, Gerald, who I now call Jerry, um, whether or not he likes it, and, you know, we do, we do talk about the weather now, um, about once a month. And so that means we're friends, at least in the sense that uh, I feel free to use his name when I'm in need of an anecdote to make me sound more grounded. Uh, Jerry pushed his button. It was a big red button. And then a section of the wall slid up. It wasn't the gate. It was a different part of the wall because it was secret. Uh, and it was actually, it's kind of a bad system because it was very obviously happening on the sidewalk in front of the White House. Uh, so a family of tourists kind of stopped and gawked at it and pointed uh, and said, oh my God, what's that? But luckily, uh, a couple of fellas in black suits and sunglasses appeared as if out of nowhere and escorted them away. Uh, so that solved that problem. And um, say what you will about this White House, and I hope you only say good things, uh, they know how to take care of um, troublesome people. So anyway, uh, that was very cool and pretty exciting, and it was fun to see um, government in action. I don't know if those guys were secret security or were just... Uh, particularly fancy members of White House security. But it was neat. Um, and then uh, Gerald motioned towards the secret door that just opened up, and I went into it. Even though I was admittedly a little bit scared, because, uh, as everyone knows, a secret door is both enticing and exciting, but a little bit intimidating, because... One rarely knows what's behind a secret door, as the famous saying goes. Uh, so I went into it, though, and uh, into a hallway. Um, I will admit I was expecting more of a room, not a hallway, but there's really an equal, uh, an equal chance of uh, encountering either a room or a hallway when one goes through a secret door. Um, and so uh, I just walked down that hallway, and it was very impressive. 
Um, really about as impressive as a hallway can get because whereas a normal hallway is, uh, you know, uh, sort of brown colored or gray colored, uh, depending on sometimes wood colored, which I suppose is brown. Uh, this one was gold. It was entirely gold. Uh, the, the ceiling was, was gold and both of the walls were gold and the floor also, which is perhaps the least likely part of a hallway to be gold-colored. Well, that was gold, too. Um, and it all kind of smelled a little like paint, like fresh paint. But I chose not to look this gold horse in the mouth, and I didn't investigate further. I just decided to be impressed and to... Uh, Appreciate all the wonderful things that our new president is doing for the style and the uh, grandeur of the White House. Um, and so I kept going down the hallway, and as I went further, there started being a bunch of cool pictures on the wall of all the famous celebrities who are friends with President Trump, uh, like Kid Rock and Ted Nugent. Uh, and former Love Connection host, Charles Woolery. Um, I will also say that these pictures had mm, kind of weird eye holes in them, and then they would look like they were empty from far away, but then when I got closer, there were these uh, super realistic-looking eyes in them that were always staring at me. Which kind of freaked me out, but I, again, decided not to look any closer, um, because that was weird, and it, it um, sometimes you just kind of have to compartmentalize those things rather than letting them drag you down. Uh, so what I would do instead of mm, being too conspicuous, I would just kind of avoid looking at the eyes as I passed the pictures. Um, and if they wanted to look at me, that's fine, but I wasn't going to be rude and look back. So anyway, I finally got to the end of the hallway and um, arrived at kind of a big stone door that unsurprisingly had the name Stephen Bannon chiseled into it. And it was very impressive and intimidating. Not unlike the secret door that got me into the hallway in the first place. Uh, and I suddenly got very nervous, even more so than before. Whereas before it was kind of a nervousness that was... Um, you know, like walking in a scary cave or in a forest at night. Um, this was more of a... Mm, like the nervousness one gets when you're about to give a big speech or um, about to take a big test. Because I was about to meet one of the most important Stevens in the world, if not one of the most important Steves, Stephen Bannon, the special advisor to the president and former national security advisor, um, but I thought to myself, because that's how thinking works, uh, well, this is a very important moment for you, Tim S., and even more so for your politics podcast, Politics, which, by the way, is what you're listening to right now. Um, I didn't say that to myself. I'm saying that to you, the listener. 
Uh, so, Tim S., you got to step up and impress Stephen Bannon. And then we can finally get paid for all the hard work we're doing on behalf of President Donald Trump, who continues to be the President of the United States, whether you like it or not, and whether you like it or whether you don't. So that's what I thought to myself. Um, and I think that's where we're going to leave off for this episode, because... We are pushing the uh, 25-minute limit of this podcast, and I don't want to go on too long. Um, and I'd like to leave some uh, dramatic tension before the next episode. So that's it. See you next week.